You're listening to the official Ankeny Community School District podcast, We Are Ankeny, where we're sparking conversations about all things Ankeny schools. Health and especially mental health are topics that school districts find themselves talking about more and more. Here in the Ankeny Community School District, the overall health of our students directly impacts their ability to excel in the classroom. Since our expertise is in education, we've partnered with Employee and Family Resources, EFR, to address challenges our students and even their family members may be facing outside the classroom. Today we have Steve Arneson, the Student Assistant Program Consultant for Ankeny Schools to educate our listeners about outside resources available within our schools. Steve has a big connection to Ankeny and Ankeny Schools, including that he's taught elementary school at the Nevlin Building and Northwest Elementary, and then eventually retired from Parkview Middle School. His wife, Jill, taught at Southeast Elementary for 31 years, and they have three daughters that graduated from Ankeny High School. Steve is in his fifth year working with the school district and college school districts and colleges around Iowa and as a consultant uh, for EFR. Welcome, Steve. Nice to be here. Thank We're you. Really glad to have you. And so uh, this topic is something that we've been uh, um, working through for at least the past two years that, that I've been in the district around student health, um, student mental health. And so I think it's really important for our listeners to really understand, you know, what resources are out there that they can take advantage of if they're needing assistance uh, for their family or for their child that's in the district. And so the student assistance program is not new to Ankeny, but uh, can you give a description of the program that our families um, who are listening may not be familiar with um, EFR? Yeah, absolutely. The, uh, The student assistant program is is very parallel to the employee assistance program that our that our company started out with 70 years ago and then then added the student version for local school districts Ankeny being one of those so basically as a partner with EFR the students and any household family member that's a really key component cuz this mm-hmm. goes well beyond the needs of just the students are eligible for some great resources they're free because the school district makes that financial investment. Um, they're confidential okay. in that the only thing reported back to the district office is a, u- a utilization report with numbers, how many staff members use their EAP, how many students, how many family. And basically there's a couple different levels of services. The basic ones are a 24-7, 365 minute, anytime and any day, helpline mm-hmm. that's available. A qualified counselor will answer that phone and be prepared where whatever the, the person's calling for, whether that be to set up their free counseling sessions or maybe they're in crisis. So okay. that's the first level of support. Any minute, somebody will answer, and, and I'll be sure to share. We have actually a couple different phone numbers, but they all go to the same services. And then what really is probably the feature of our partnership is the free counseling services. Okay. And Ankeny has opted for the most we we have available, which is six free counseling services um, sessions that are available to those individuals. And um, they can do those a number of different ways. They can go to either one of our offices 
or they can do them virtually. Ankeny has also um, stepped up to be one of our best partners in that we actually have some counselors that come to the schools okay. and provide those services right there. We have student groups happening in Ankeny. So Ankeny is one of our flagship partners. And so for those counseling services, those six counseling services, are they only um, available to students in the district or also family members? Also family, anybody. And those can be used each time a new issue comes up. So it's not limited. It can't be the same issue, otherwise it would roll into therapy. And this is, there's a good thing to differentiate between what we provide and long-term therapy. This is more short-term brief counseling. We call it um, assessment and referral. But we can provide referrals Mm -hmm. for long-term therapy. And a lot of times we have kind of the inside connection on helping people get plugged in because there's wait lists everywhere. So that's a great way to start. So yeah, anybody is able to use that. New problem comes up, six more free sessions. And so for those families uh, that do take advantage of uh, the counseling um, that's provided, what are the qualifications of those people providing the counseling to students or their family members? They're all master's level clinicians. Okay. Whether it's in social work or mental health counseling, they all have their, their highest level of credentials. And, and we, t- we take great pride in that too. And you had mentioned, and I think this is really important for our families that may be interested in this service, um, in that uh, th- this is confidential. It's, it's not, the EFR isn't giving us a report of counseling sessions correct. to principals or to the superintendent or anyone within the district, correct? Uh, the, the, I will tell you this, though, and this is a, a helpful piece of information. In that utilization report, we will indicate what are the issues. Okay. And that's kind of nice to know what are the presenting issues, what are the assessed issues, what's really going on with our people, what's on their mind, and how do we get out in front of it. And so as a former counselor, um, how is that helpful to our staff here in the district? Oh, I, that's what I lived. That's that's how I found out about this. My, um, my colleague and I, we were grasping at straws. What's out there? What can we do? for our students and families. And it was, a, it was a wonderful relief to find out that this is available. And we made the most out of it when I was finishing my career at Parkview. We had, we had their folks coming in and doing student groups in our building. Um, we had dedicated space for them. And it's a great partnership with um, in-school therapists. So our schools that also have an in-school therapist mm-hmm. as well as us, it's a great package um, it was a wonderful relief to know that students were getting services that that go beyond what we were able to provide as school counselors. And I would, and I'll just add, same for staff too, okay. because as we would find out, um, frequently school counselors, nurses are kind of front lines for the right. staff needs, and it was so rewarding to hand them that card, remind them, hey, you've got this resource, use it, and then. We, we, I would never know if they used it or not unless they, you know, shared with me, but it was a wonderful benefit. Yeah. And so I, I know that you, you won't be able to um, cover all the challenges that um, families might be needing counseling services on, but um, in your experience as a former school counselor and in your now consultant role, what are some of the what are some of those challenges that students might be experiencing or families might be experiencing that 
typically um, are more prevalent that, that you've seen in, in our schools sure. and the types of services and counseling services that are being requested for? It's interesting you ask that question. I just did a survey at one of our high schools at one of the other districts. I was with their student council because that's a one of my favorite things is to go out and do orientations. And they validated the answer that I was would have given you, and they just said, it's stress. It is okay. stress management. I'm overwhelmed. I'm I've got so much stuff coming at me, um, and I just need some coping skills. Yeah. That's probably the number one thing. And, of course, relationships, whether yeah. it's with peers, whether it's with family dynamics, those are probably the two most common presenting issues. Is it evenly distributed from elementary, middle, and high school, or are you seeing it, uh, these these challenges being pre- um, presented in secondary schools more so than elementary schools with regards to stress? I don't know for a fact, but I can say anecdotally, it increases with each year of school. Okay. The older the students, the more that's coming at them. And then the, and with the with the family use, it's it's a perfect spot for our parents of our younger students. Right who really haven't quite, they're in new territory, or maybe their child is the oldest in the family. Right. So in that respect, a lot of times it's the parents of the younger students. Okay. And so you mentioned on-site counseling that we have in the district. And so Southview, Northview, and both of our high schools actually have on-site counseling services. Why is it important to have these programs on-site? And what is the availability to access these services uh, for our students and families? Yes, that it is a it is a great benefit to have those available in the building because okay. that is that was one of the barriers. Quite honestly, is traveling to an office. Um, an interesting byproduct product of the pandemic was virtual, mm-hmm. and that quickly became one of the the preferred ways to do sessions, which is a step easier. But being able to go and see the counselor, see uh, the EFR counselor in my building, mm-hmm. is so much easier for students. And then, what's the availability of these services in our six seven buildings? In the six seven buildings, Ankeny has ha- has chosen to have those be where the student groups are happening. Okay. Part of the contract is, and every school kind of decides how they want to, you know, partition out the services. And it was decided, and it really hasn't changed, and I think it's a great idea. Let's really focus individual sessions for the older students, and let's do groups in the 6-7. Let's try to catch some of these emerging issues early and round up you know, a group of students. And I'm one of the people that does those. The consultants do the small groups okay. for the schools that have that, whereas the counselors go to the, the individual sessions. And so, again... Um, Counselors have different tools at their disposal with regards to how to support our, our students and, and their families. And so you've mentioned individual counseling, individual uh, counseling that's uh, provided uh, from EFR, but then you've just mentioned group sessions. Can you tell our listeners what the advantage of doing, uh, why a counselor would want to do group sessions um, compared to uh, individual sessions? You know, what, what, are, what are the benefits of of both. Right. I think groups are perfect when it's early on in the concern level. Like mm-hmm. um, that's why six seven is just is a perfect spot for it. If the if the presenting issue is not so big that it really needs to be 
you know, dug into, especially if there's some other people going through the same thing. Mm -hmm. We've all had um, another one I didn't mention, but sometimes it's new to a school district. That's a perfect group. You know, we're all kind of going through the same common situation. Or sometimes it's an unfortunate reality that several students have had a a family member who's passed away recently, Mm -hmm. and they're all kind of grieving. And the the power of being in that room with other people who are kind of navigating that, and quite honestly, a lot of the best benefit they get is from each other. Mm -hmm. And then the individual sessions might be for maybe just a little bit more um, personal, a little more um, intricate, detailed type issues that maybe somebody is struggling with, and they're not really comfortable in a group. They'd rather just really have one-on-ones. Okay. And who who makes that determination, whether um, a child or a family member receives individual or group um, sessions? The student and family, okay. the individual, and, and they're both available. As I mentioned, like the, the groups, for example, at Park, are provided at Parkview and Prairie Ridge. Right. Those same students could have individual sessions. Okay. They're not excluded from doing that on their own. We just w- don't have that happening in those buildings. So it's kind of whatever the family feels like is best for us. You had mentioned that th- there's... Students and their families can can receive six sessions of individual counseling. Is there a limit on the number of uh, group sessions that a child can participate in? No, there's no limit. The um, it's usually when I'm when I'm work, I'm the one who organizes and works with the school counselor. By the way, my colleague Trudy Egley, who used to work with me, she's doing the same work now too. And okay. we usually kind of package the groups anywhere from four to six sessions. Okay. That's just kind of a sweet spot for groups. Um, How long do they usually last? One class period. One, okay. Yeah. Pretty much everything we do fits into a what's a convenient school schedule. Okay. Class periods work the best. And it kind of pretty much the same with the individual sessions that are done in the buildings. And then are parents, made aw- parents or guardians made aware that their child is participating in these group sessions? Yep. Both the communication comes directly from the school and lets them know, you know, we're, we're recommending this. We partner closely with employee and family resources and they kind of just navigate that internally. Okay. And so for our listeners who are parents um, that may be going through some challenges or they have children that may be going through challenges, how do they access um, programs, um, either EAP or SAP? Right. There's, I'm going to give you a couple different phone numbers, um, and that's one quick way. The EAP for the employees, and by the way, when we talk about family members of employees, that includes college-age children. Okay. They might be 2,000 miles away in college. They can have access to these resources. So the, the phone number for the EAP is, is 1-800-327-4692. Okay. It spells EAP Iowa. And that was a phone number they picked way back in the 1960s. Then there's another phone number that is a local phone number, um, when the SAP was first started 20-some years ago, they just, it was just locally right here. So the local number is 515-244-6090. Okay. 244-6090. Both of those numbers, incidentally, they go to the same place. Our, our call center people, who are also counselors, that's an important feature too, because they're prepared for whatever, whether a person's setting up appointments or needs help, 
those phone numbers both go to the same place. And so for those families that choose to call in and uh, request services, what can they do if they get put on a wait list to see a therapist um, or get into a program? Right. Before I answer that one, I want to tell you another important way to connect. Okay. Because I this is brand new, and it's it's really a game changer. We have a chat feature okay. on our website, efr.org. And I would encourage anybody listening who's even remotely curious, go there because there's so many things on our website, efr.org, um, as far as web webinars, podcasts. Um, we've got um, all sorts of um, material that's out there. We've got a blog. We've got um, a Take 5 videos. So that's a great place. And on there is a chat button where that can happen during a regular workday. Okay. After hours, it would become a message button. But as far as what uh, what they can do, keep... keep uh, using whatever resources you're already using as a family, your pediatrician, your um, get on every possible other wait list if you're looking for other agencies. Ours, ours is probably connected to those same agencies, but, but keep exploring on your own. Work with your school counselors, the social workers. They may have some other resources beyond mm-hmm. EFR because, let's face it, we need to have lots of things that are available that people can tap into. Last question. Yep. What would you say has been the best part about the relationship uh, with Ankeny Schools uh, with EFR? I would say watching it grow. And remember, I started as a consumer. I was actually using it with my students, with my athletes. I, I coached several sports in Ankeny, and that was always one of my go-to for stressed out athletes. And it's just been fun to watch the evolution, to watch um, watch awareness grow. And that's what I, I really embrace as my role is people just need to know this is out there. That's one of the main problems that people aren't even aware that it's around. And then to watch the creativity happen as far as the, the workings between EFR and Ankeny schools, right. as far as adding on-site, being creative with student groups, having us at events. I've been, I've had tables at many Ankeny events just promoting the materials. That's been the fun part for me is to watch it, watch it grow in my hometown. Right. I mean, this is my town. This is where, where I coached and raised our daughters. And it's important to me that, that it's a part of the culture in the schools. Absolutely. And so, Thank you so much, Steve, for joining us um, today. And to our listeners, if you'd like more information about employee and family resources, please visit uh, their website at EFR.org. Again, that is at EFR.org. The safety and security of Ankeny students and staff are a priority to me. Um, Providing external options and resources uh, is a commitment we've made to further serve our community our families, and more importantly, our students. Please join us again on our next episode of Let's Talk About It. We are Ankeny. Thank you for listening to the We Are Ankeny podcast, the official podcast of Ankeny Community Schools. 